Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Buff Nagle, the podcast, where we explore entertaining and enlightening discussions of the adventure of life and all things good. From science and technology to history and philosophy to leadership and success, we hope to give you a better understanding of the world and skills for everyone to pursue their own adventure. Welcome back to Buff Nagle, the podcast, where we talk about all things good and the pursuit of the adventure of life. I'm Zach, and we've got a really good show today where we're talking about legacy, honoring people, and what we can do to carry on that legacy and help other people get through a difficult time or a struggling time because of the lessons people put forth before us. Um, however, I can't do this alone, so I'm joined by Rafe. Actually, I'm not joined by Rafe today. I'm doing this all by myself. It's going to be a little shorter episode than normal. So you're stuck with me for the next 20 to 25 minutes um, as we explore the topic for today. So as always, um, I would like to thank our listeners because without our listeners, we are nothing when we're just talking and spreading this adventures and these stories to nobody. And that's no fun. So if you have a friend who has not listened to the Buff Nagel podcast, I encourage you to encourage them to listen. Um, if you're new to our podcast, um, thank you for giving us a chance. Um, give us a couple episodes. We talk about a various range of things, technology, mental health, leadership, and a bunch of things in between. So we're happy you're here for the journey. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So you get notified when we drop new episodes. And as always, if you like what you hear, uh, leave a review. If, um, you have any other questions, comments, concerns for us, Email us at buffnagel at buffnagel.com, and we'll be sure to get back to you. Anyways, uh, moving on to today's topic. As I mentioned earlier, um, we're talking about carrying on a legacy, how to carry on someone's legacy, how to take the lessons that they taught us and to put that into practice and to help others and just kind of spread goodness, spread kindness, and spread grace, and hopefully positively impact those people who are our friends, our family, our teammates, our coworkers, and any other event or group space that we're in so that we can all rise up and become better together. So with that groundwork set, um, I got a couple stories to tell today. It is August 22nd when I'm recording this. Um, earlier this week um, was the seven-year anniversary of a... A uh, former teammate of mine's death. Um, he passed away in uh, 2014. It has been difficult living with that and knowing that he is no longer with us. But for myself I and mean, for others who knew him, um, I get the pleasure to carry on his legacy. And if you knew this guy, um, I think the first thing you would say about him is he had a smile that could uh, light up a room. That um, he was always happy. Um, he had this way about him that you couldn't really touch. It was it was that he was on like a higher plane almost. Like he he was just floating and grazing on by and he was just happy to have you around he always pulled people up he met them where they were at 
and he made you feel special being his friend. Um, and I had the pleasure of knowing him since I was in sixth grade. Um, my brother um, was a year older than me. Um, he's been on this podcast before. And then my, my friend uh, was my brother's grade. So I grew up with my brother and then my friend who was like another big brother to me. He was, you know, there every step of the way. Um, he played travel baseball with my brother. And when my brother was playing travel baseball, I was I was their ball boy. Um, I would go to practices, help them out any way I could. And and that meant that I was I was around my brother and my friend through summers and through falls and through springs. I you know, playing football, playing baseball, playing sports, just being in that same similar environment. And we grew up together and he positively impacted my life in ways that I feel like I now need to give back to honor his legacy and honor who he was as an individual. And that's what I'm doing today. This is a little difficult for me to talk about because dealing with the grief um, is hard because we grieve deeply because we love deeply. And recognizing that and understanding that and then using that as a catalyst for growth and change and kindness and grace um, is an important thing to do. And that's what I am here to do today, to honor my other big brother, whose smile could light up a night sky, who had this, this way about him that, you know, people just wanted to be around. And it was so, so special because like when he did something big and strong, like he would bring you all along for that journey. He would make you feel a part of a group, even if you weren't a part of that group. I, I don't know how he did it. I really don't. I wish I had that ability, but um, it's just how it was. And I think it's a truly special thing. Not all of us um, can be leaders. Not all of us are called to be leaders. He was called to be a leader and he did it in the most graceful way I've ever seen. And as I have been put in leadership positions, I think I have learned from him and that uh like I mentioned earlier, I was the ball boy for my brother's uh, travel baseball team. And he was, he was on these teams as well. He was a fantastic ball player. Um, you know, he was always, you know, able to play any position on the field. He could hit for power. He could hit for, you know, contact. You know, if you needed him to do something, he would do it. Um, and he would have a lot of fun doing it. I mentioned, I will keep coming back to this because I think it's so important. I mean, he had a smile anytime I saw it was anytime he was present like that that's just what he did he just he was just smiling because he was just happy to be around his teammates to be around his friends and to experience those moments with them and i distinctly remember this i don't know maybe i was in seventh grade or eighth grade or whatever it was but they were playing some travel tournament down in uh, southern tennessee um i near the alabama border somewhere and, you know, it's it's a travel baseball game. So, you know, games go to, like, ridiculous o'clock at night. And everyone's always tired. And, it you know, it's difficult. But, you know, as ball boy, I was in that dugout all the time. So I got to know these players when they, you know, had innings off or they weren't playing in a game or something like that. And I remember this one game 
we were up by a lot. Uh, he was chilling on the bench because he got an, an odd ending off, which was uncommon for him because he was a good player. So, you know, coaches wanted him on the field. And so it was just me and him in the dugout. We're up by a trillion. And he gets keeps throwing, you know, those little uh, bubblegum individually wrapped pieces at me. And, you know, they, they taste terribly. They taste wonderfully for like 10 seconds and then their taste goes away. And you're like, why am I chewing this thing? But he kept throwing at me because he's like, hey, Zach, uh, how many pieces of gum do you think you can put in your mouth? So I just like, I don't know, this is fun. So I just kept putting pieces of gum in my mouth um, as he's walking around in the dugout, just having a good old time with this massive smile on his face, um, singing Rolling Stones, which... <laughs> It was just, here, here he is, this singing, you can't always get what you want, throwing gum at the tiny ball boy, and just just enjoying life. And I'm reminded of that moment anytime I watch a baseball game, because, you know, being in that dugout with him and, you know, the rest of the players on that team was, was special. But sharing that moment of him singing Rolling Stones and throwing gum at me, as we're up by a million, neither one of us were actually paying attention to the game. That's that's another point. But you know, we're just having fun and enjoying the company of teamwork and enjoying the company of each other and recognizing that sometimes, even if you're doing a you know a, a thing that's high level competition, travel baseball, whatever it may be, just like taking time a little bit to slow down and like appreciate life a little bit. And he did that better than anyone else I knew. I mean, this guy was a fantastic athlete. He is still to this day one of the top five athletes I have ever played with or interacted with on any level. Just just extremely talented. Um, and you know, I got the opportunity to share the field with him. And he just always made things better. Uh, his senior year was my junior as i mentioned earlier he was a year older than me and unfortunately for the first game of the season he was injured i believe it was a, a leg issue um so he was walking around with crutches on actually and uh you know we were playing poorly and everyone you know the feeling on the sidelines kind of tense you know you kind of like trying to figure out what's going on next um everyone's a little hesitant you know first game of the season you know you have high expectations your team is playing poorly. It's, you know, it's a, it's a difficult situation to be in on as a team, but I had my spot at the end of the end of the sidelines that I would always sit just because, you know, it was a better angle for me to watch our team play. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of minutes, really no reason for me to be getting a lot of minutes, but um, in the third quarter, he just kind of comes up to me and he looks down at me. He goes, Hey Zach, give me your Jersey. I go, uh, why do you want my jersey? He's like, oh, I'm going to go in for you. It's like, you're injured. He's like, nah, nah, nah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just like take your pads. I'll put your, put, put your jersey on. Like I'll get like five touchdowns and then you'll get all these scholarship offers. And he's, he's just grinning the whole time. And like, I'm like, like, wait, are, are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be great. You'll be great. He, and then he like stops for like a little bit. Something, some play happening. He goes, wait, did you believe me? Do you think that would actually work? Do you think I convinced Coach that we could do that? And he's, he's just going on for like the whole third quarter about this brilliant idea he has of taking all of my gear and like putting it on and like going to play because he's like, hey, I want to play. 
I'm injured, but it doesn't matter. I'll be, I'll pretend to be you. It's like, it's this very comical moment of just him just like so excited and upbeat about this, like hanging out with his teammates. Like he did that on so many different levels. Um, even if, if it was like a practice or just guys hanging out in the locker room, like he met, he made people feel like they belonged. Like I had the benefit of knowing him for six years since I was you know, in sixth grade. And like we grew up together in, in those same athletic environments. And I think because of that, he helped me feel welcomed in a space where, you know, there are talented athletes, guys who are bigger, stronger, faster than I was, especially in high school. Got guys who were, you know, probably maybe looked down on me, but like he helped me feel like I belonged. Like, you know, I would play on the scout team offense and I would face our top defense. And sometimes that meant I would get, you know, big hits to me and stuff like that. But I would always get up and he would always be there, like reinforcing us as a scout team, me as a player and an individual kind of like pushing us on, nagging us on that we could be better and we could, we could, you know, compete and help, help the guys on defense and, and not make those guys who were, you know, making the big hits feel like they were superstars, like pushing them a little bit, taking them to the next level. Like he encouraged that. But, and, and, and he did it all like by showing so much kindness and so much grace. And I think, I think that it, it's hard to live today knowing that he's not here to do that anymore. That, that for me today, I get all these memories and, and all I got are memories. And if I just hold on to those memories, that that's, that's pretty cool. Like I really like these stories. They, they, they put a massive smile on my face. If you guys could see my, my face right now, I'm, I'm grinning pretty big. Um, but also at the same time, I know that he's, he's no longer here. And, and I would do anything to see his smile again in real life. If, if it meant I lose all these memories, I'd do it. I, I would do it in a heartbeat, but I don't get to do that. So instead, I get the lessons from him. The lessons of kindness. The lessons of making people and helping people feel like they belong. There are, and for me, you know, as an undersized guy playing high school football in the South, it was difficult. It was, it was hard to, you know, fit in, in that macho mono e mono style, but he, he reached out, he was there, he was present. He helped me feel like I belong and I could fit in. And he invited me to, you know, maybe like if it was at the school cafeteria, get lunch or sit with, you know, him and some of the other, you know, I'm going to say elite starting players that were, you know, talented. And he brought me into those groups. Um, he, he did those things, not because he felt called to do them, but because that's just who he was as a person. 
He was always looking for the happier side, the lighter side, the, the positive. And I think myself now today in the position of, you know, still playing rugby, wanting to coach rugby, uh, do all those things. I, I can do what he did on a different level. If there's a, you know, a new player, I can help him out, make him feel part of a group, part of a team. Um, I can, I can show that kindness that he showed me that, you know, life is sometimes a little better with a smile on it. Um, if you, I mean, I can talk about it for days. Like he had this grin and he was always grinning. Just always looking for the positive and the happy. But now it's not there anymore. I mean, I wrote a poem when I found out about his death and everything wrote back to the idea of shining a light onto the world like he did. And I think that's, that's what we have as a gift today is we can, we can sit on all these memories and celebrate them. And those are, that's good. And that's good to do. But what's really, really good to do is to do what he did. To uh, meet others where they're at. He did that on so many levels. Like he, you know, he saw the undersized misfit kid and he welcomed him. He made him feel like a part of the team, a part of the group, a part of whatever we were going forward. He made me feel part of that. And People can't take that away from me and they can't take that away from him. That, that in, in all honesty, that's what leadership is, is showing up and, and doing that thing to bring people together and unite them. And I've mentioned it a million times already and I keep will and I always will, is he had this, this smile that he approached everything to. He was positive. He was, he was injured his senior year playing high school football with opportunity for lots of scholarships. And he was joking on the sidelines with me about pretending to be me so I could get scholarships. He, he, he was just, and we were losing the game. I don't know how he was positive, but he was finding the light, that spark in the world. And he was chasing it and going after it. Um, he, he's, he was everything you wanted to be in a teammate. That, that, that positivity, that kindness, that grace that he showed. The ability of him to connect and brighten a room and brighten the world. And the world's a, world's a little darker without him. But we as individuals, we as those who knew him, have a gift to brighten the world that, like he did. And so we can spread joy. We can spread kindness. We can do all of those things because the moment we stop doing them is the moment that these memories just become memories and there's no connection to them. But if, you know, we can do the the difficult thing or the hard thing of, you know, showing up and finding the positive light, finding a way to smile finding that, that that goodness that we talk about on this podcast a lot, you know, we can carry that legacy further. 
it, and it and it doesn't end with just us. We can be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to someone. I'm gonna check in on them. I'm gonna make sure that they know that they're loved and cared for. I'm gonna be positive, upfront, and caring. And and you know we're gonna find the joy and the happy moments more, and we're gonna embrace them. Embrace our family. Embrace our friends. Not 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 be afraid to show. Maybe what's considered weakness or not strength. And that's that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, working through these feelings of grief, of sadness, um, it's tough. But also remembering that these feelings don't exist in isolation. They exist because I had a teammate, a friend, a family member who is no longer with us. And the best thing I can do to remember him is to carry on life like he would. To find that joy. To find that happiness. To find that smile and light somebody else up. Because when I'm not here anymore, when you're not here anymore as a listener, when somebody else isn't around... Um, you want them to carry on your legacy. And if you want that legacy to be something positive and if not, then what's really the point of doing all this? So I think we have the greatest gift that we can give to each other is to show that kindness, to show that grace, to show that love, be there for one another. And so that's what I'm asking you all as listeners to do today. Take time out of your day. Send a text message to someone. Send a phone call. Check in on your people. Make sure you they know how much you care, what you mean to them, why it's important to carry on, and find a way to smile. Yeah, the world can be a dark place. Yeah, it can be tough. But we have a duty to one another, and we have a duty to those who you know we have lost and we don't get to see anymore to carry on their memory, to carry on their light, and make the world a better and brighter place. Because I have a friend that doesn't get to do that anymore, and I would love, love to have him do that again. But I, but he can't. So I'm asking you all to do that today. I know this is a little sad, a little sappy. But I think it's important to remember that even if it is, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, we can take all of that, whatever it may be, and we can celebrate the joy and happiness in life and go forward. So I want to thank all of you for listening. I want you to go seek the good, be the good, and spread the good. Enjoy the adventure of life.